December 7th, 2023. This one is called The Big C. Greetings, everybody. And no, we're not going to be talking about cancer or the word cunt, albeit those are good topics. Today, we're going to be talking about clutter, which is more and more of an issue as we live in a more and more materialistic world. So going to talk a little bit today about the art of decluttering and how it will simplify your space and mind. And I had talked about this on another show prior, and I talked about it mostly in regards to the TCM state of constitution or diagnoses known as key stagnation. So that's basically the constitutional state in traditional Chinese medicine that corresponds with clutter, with hoarding. And if we're speaking in more of a bioenergetic perspective, that is a high serotonin state. No, serotonin is not the happy hormone or neurotransmitter. That's just a pop culture narrative, which is a complete and hollow hoax and lets Big Z sell things like SSRIs. A high serotonin person or a person with key stagnation who probably would be a hoarder would typically have personality traits like depression, anxiety, irritability, aggression, insomnia, and bowel issues. So all of those are signs of high serotonin. And remember, our environment, when we treat it in a way with lack of respect, or when we treat it in a way with respect, like what they call feng shui, it translates into how we feel about ourselves, even how we look. And also remember that your personality is determined by your physical biology, which may sound like a, a racist or a sexist comment, which I kind of love and get a thrill out of. That's because it's the truth and they don't want you to know the truth. So let's talk about this whole clutter thing and how it can really mess with a person's mental wellness, how it can create key stagnation or further key stagnation, which is known as high serotonin, if we're talking about it from the bioenergetic perspective, which basically is going to lead to a stressed state. And it's easier and easier with all the stuff that they promote that we, quote, need in this world to accumulate different types of clutter, especially textile or clothing clutter. I'm reading this book now about the French and how they have such a different perspective when it comes to wardrobe. They have what's called a capsule wardrobe. They just have a couple of key pieces like a black pair of slacks, a blazer, blouses, you know, if it's a lady, and then they just have, you know, t-shirts and undies and shoes, but they have like a look. Like here in the States, we just hoard all this low quality textiles, you know, buying a shirt new in the store for $7, buying shirts and clothing every week, every month or so, and then just uh, accumulating this tremendous closet. And, you know, the famous phrase, I have nothing to wear. Very common here. And who wants to have the burden of having all of these things? If you notice the thumbnail or the picture I used for the show, it's quite a haunting photo. It's an old photo from about 100-ish years ago. It's black and white. Possibly some of you are too young to remember who the Collier brothers were. They were these brothers who lived in Harlem in, um, I guess, like they died in the 40s, but they were known as uh, hoarders. They were living in this house with literally tons of garbage. Um, one of them died and the other one died, like I think like a month later. Uh, one of them actually died from asphyxiation from all the, um, just the tons of crap that was in their house. They were essentially like the first hoarders, if you will. They were also recluses. 
And this is a vintage picture of, of hoarding. They had 140 tons of collected items they had amassed uh, when they were found dead in their home in the 40s. So yikes, it's a very um, intense photo. And of course, it's very different, but it's also very similar if you're looking at a lot of those photos these days of, you know, like these hoarder shows where people are hoarding all different types of stuff. And it's just, it's just a picture of just absolute key stagnation and, and high serotonin. It's, it's a, it's a sad state to be in. It's obviously a state of depression and not expression because the opposite of depression is expression. So let's get into it. Let's talk about clutter. Let's talk about the relationship between clutter and stress. Our living spaces often reflect the chaos of our lives filled with items we rarely use and clutter can induce stress would make sense, right? If your surroundings are akimbo, why wouldn't that feel stressful to the body? It's a lack of safety in a certain sense. However, there's a simple and powerful remedy for the modern malaise that is clutter, the art of decluttering. By simplifying your space, you can significantly reduce stress and experience the peace that comes from a tidy and organized environment. And something else besides getting rid of clutter, stop buying useless things. That's something to think about too. Like the other day I've been out at the shops a wee bit since it's the Yule season, looking around places like TJ Maxx, etc. Sometimes you can prowl a jewel of an item whilst you're there, but there's so much shit in a lot of those stores that really nobody needs. It's far better to have a meaningful conversation that's nourishing with another human or to actually make them something than to buy them something that they are just going to have to accumulate and it's going to add to their, you know, their clutter quota, essentially. So the relationship between clutter and stress. Many studies have shown a clear connection between clutter and increased stress levels. It makes total sense. When your living space is disorganized, your mind tends to follow suit. The constant visual and mental reminders of unfinished tasks or unneeded possessions can be totally draining. The more clutter we have, the harder it is to concentrate and find inner peace. All makes total sense. The benefits of having a decluttered space. Number one is a clear mind, which of course is priceless, especially if, like we were talking about in a couple episodes back, how important mindset is. When your space is clutter-free, your mind can also become less cluttered. You find it easier to focus on the tasks at hand and think more clearly. And when someone's mind is cluttered, they're typically going to be in a a mental state that is not conducive to flow, not conducive to key flow. Number two, reduced anxiety. A tidy space reduces anxiety and provides a sense of control over your environment, which is essential for your mental well-being. Number three, increased productivity. An organized space helps you work more efficiently as you're not constantly searching for things or feeling overwhelmed by a mess. Number four, Improved sleep. A decluttered bedroom can lead to better sleep quality as your mind is not preoccupied with the mess around you. And yeah, especially keeping something sacred like your bedroom, which is for sleeping and, and lovemaking. Of course, the other rooms in the house could be for lovemaking too, let's be honest. But it's very important to keep your bedroom where you recharge your energy when you sleep in a clutter-free way. Number five, enhanced creativity. A tidy workspace fosters creativity and inspiration, making it easier to engage in creative pursuits. So those are the benefits. Having a clear mind, reduced anxiety, increased productivity, 
increased or improved sleep and enhanced creativity. So look at all those great benefits. Don't have to take a supplement necessarily. Maybe you could, but these are all benefits you can get just from doing something free, like unloading and getting rid of some stuff that no longer serves you, possibly didn't serve you for a very long time. So here are some tips about how to declutter. Because it might feel kind of overwhelming in the beginning of this, saying, oh man, I've got so much stuff. Where am I supposed to start? I don't even know. Is it such a big undertaking? Here are six little steps for you. Number one, start small. Begin with a small area or a single room. This helps you avoid feeling overwhelmed and builds your confidence. So start maybe like with the bathroom. Bathroom's typically a small room in people's houses. So start there. Start by going through like what's under the sink, what's in the medicine chest. Uh, maybe it's time to throw out your toothbrush and get a new toothbrush. Simple. Start there. Number two, categorize your belongings. Sort your possessions into categories like a keep category, a donut, donate, not donut, a donate category, or a toss category. Be ruthless in your decision making. Ask yourself if an item truly adds value to your life. And this is a good exercise to ask about anything, whether it's other humans, whether it's a job, whether it's a habit. Is it adding value or is it taking value away from your life? Number three, set realistic goals. Define what you want to achieve with your decluttering project. Do you want a minimalist look or are you simply aiming for a more organized space? Now, I think sometimes these minimalist trends can veer too far in the extreme category, like the whole small house uh, trend. I think that was kind of like a minimalist extreme. And no one has to go in that direction to still feel that uh, improved, you know, sleep quality and increased productivity and, you know, that good mindset. But you don't want to have things that just feel like all jostled around in your environment either. So I think oftentimes you know, Big Z will promote a trend that's very minimalistic, but it will be hyper minimalistic, like the small house trend or living in a van, which personally, I, I can't imagine doing that. Number four, declutter regularly. Make decluttering a habit. Uh, schedule time each month and revisit your space and eliminate new clutter that is not, has accumulated. And this is especially important, I think, with the fridge. I mean, who wants gross things in the back of the fridge, just like becoming moldy or smelling gross or whatever. So always making sure, like I'd say even like once a week to make sure that your fridge is in good order. Um, because if people aren't doing this on the regular, it's a clear sign that the person is depressed. It's, it's very, very obvious. So when people are depressed, everything is suppressed right? Their, their motivation to do things is suppressed. And sometimes people get depressed because of many things. Um, it could be uh, addiction. It could be too many traumatic things happened. Uh, it could be a terrible diet. You know, having an inflamed gut all the time and having hormones that are on the fritz can be very depressing. So make a habit of doing this on the regular. Number five, seek support. Enlist the help of friends or family. They can offer a different perspective and make the process more enjoyable. And finally, number six, enjoy the process. Decluttering does not have to be a chore. Play some music, reward yourself, and take pleasure in the newfound simplicity of your space. Like, yeah, you could totally do all of that. You could be dancing, um, having a nice warm beverage, like whilst you're in the process. A little bit about the emotional journey now with decluttering. 
Decluttering is not just about organizing your belongings, it's also a journey of self-discovery. As you let go of possessions that no longer serve you, you may find it easier to let go of emotional baggage as well. It's a powerful process that can lead to personal growth and transformation. Who doesn't want that, especially as we're veering close to the new year? As you simplify your space, you simplify your mind. The art of decluttering is not just about creating a neat and tidy living space. It's a path to a more peaceful and fulfilling life. As you simplify your surroundings, you'll notice a positive impact it has on your mental well-being. Decluttering is a journey towards a simpler, more meaningful existence, where your space is a reflection of your values and where peace of mind is within reach. So take a deep breath, pick up that first item, and start the art of decluttering today. Your mind will thank you for it. And those um, that handle the final requests will thank you too. So let's say it's someone's uh, last days here on Earth. Uh, it's always kind of a nice gift if there's not too much to wade through, if you know what I mean, after someone has uh, passed on to the next realm. Yeah, so some great tips right there about why we would want to keep our space simplified and why keeping our space in a chaotic way can make us feel chaotic. It's almost like a form of trauma if you really are thinking about it from um, that perspective having all these things in an environment that are just all all over the place and stuff. And sometimes you can even live with someone who is hooked on hoarding all of these things. A lot of hoarders sometimes will refer to themselves as collectors, but I think those of us know it, it's, it's hoarding, especially if it's messy, then it's certainly hoarding. But um, it could be very unpleasant living with someone who's hoarding these things and trying to get them to get rid of them and that could also be a, a blockage that could affect um, you and create some sort of like key stagnant or high serotonin pattern for you when it's like not your thing but nevertheless you're around somebody who's in that like suppressed state so something to definitely consider there and also something to consider too when I've talked about this when I was talking about uh, dampness, actually, on a broadcast a while ago. I was talking about the relationship between the TCM constitution uh, and diagnosis of dampness and clutter. Typically, when people are damp, they are overweight. And uh, a lot of times when people have a lot of clutter, they are also overweight because they have an excess of stuff. They have an excess of weight. And that's not necessarily always true, but oftentimes we do see a correlation with that. So a little bit there on this Thursday afternoon, some simple tips, easy tips. This is all free and completely accessible. And just wanted to leave you with a motivational quote in regards to all of this. And it relates to hoarding and clutter or just anything in your life that maybe you are struggling with at this moment. And it's a three-part mantra, choice, chance, and change. Make the choice to take the chance to see the change. I will leave it at that. I'm wishing everyone a lovely Thursday, wherever you are in this big white world. And we'll be together again soon. Okay, everyone. Satnam.